Well, this is Round Guy Radio, and uh, it's June 8th, and the dust has settled a little bit on some of the election results. Uh, I'm on the phone with uh, grassroots activist Jonathan Bartholomew. Uh, welcome to the program, Jonathan. Hey, thank you for having me. Well, you've been real hard at work on this election season. Uh, you kind of do a lot of door knocking, and you, you work for a couple groups. Could you uh, could you let uh, the, the viewers know, you know, how... What kind of political operative stuff you do? Yeah, so I work for Americans for Prosperity, who actually work for, of course, I'm speaking on behalf of myself, not the company. But uh, we mostly focus on issues like uh, pro-school choice issues, uh, lowering taxes, eliminating different like useless regulations. Um, that's mostly what we focus on. Well, I got to know you as a, a guy that does a lot of uh, statistical gathering and talk, and, you know, the, but you're out there knocking on doors and talking to people. So... Uh, before we get into some of the election results, what was on, on some of the people's minds and uh, why was your group so successful at delivering your message? So I think the biggest issues that really drove voters to the polls and for certain candidates was um, two big issues. As always, pro-life. That's always a, a huge issue for a lot of people. But also um, school choice. School choice and fighting the sexualization of children, fighting the... Um, transgenderism that's going on in some school districts look it's not all school districts but it's enough that people are worried because you know it starts off there but then eventually it'll make it to their school district and so uh, that was really driving a lot of parents was making sure that we're protecting all children across iowa well we've said here on round guy radio uh, many many times is that uh, people in iowa care more about their kids than you know they're the, the highest priority you know and i think uh uh, some people did think their kids were uh, being a little threatened with some uh, what could be described as pornographic literature in the schools and uh, things like that. But they really do want this school choice. And I think that was very clear. Now, uh, on the school choice issue, the governor uh, took it upon herself to try and remove some of the obstacles. And by obstacles, I mean... Uh, Republicans that wouldn't sign on to her school choice uh, and, right. and yep. we're, we're blocking it. And then you work for another group where there was another group uh, that uh, endorsed some candidates and then the governor endorsed some candidates and then did some, some other work for some other candidates kind of on the fringe. Uh, and she, and uh, both of your groups were very successful. Could you go over some of the results from that? Yeah, I'll do that. So, um, I think the other group that you're talking about is probably the family leader, but I'll start off with AFP. So AFP, we went ahead and we endorsed nine total candidates, eight of them at the state house, mostly level and uh, I think state Senate too. But that was Stephen Bradley. Uh, I think he went against Lee Hine. That was, so Stephen Bradley got endorsed, Zach Deacon got endorsed, endorsed Skylar Wheeler, Mark Thompson, Kerry Gruenhagen, Bob McCullough, Matt Windershilt, and Eddie Andrews, who's a great representative. Uh, they all got endorsed by AFP. We knocked a lot of dollars for them, like a lot. We talked to a lot of voters, um, and I think that's definitely what helped win win voters over, was going and just talking to them face-to-face -face about the issues that they had, what our candidates really stood for. Um, and then we also endorsed Zach Nunn. And by the way, we won every single one of those elections. Most, I mean, some of them were close, but most of them were overwhelmingly we won those. Um, and then we also endorsed Zach Nunn for the uh, – what is it, the new 2nd Congressional District, U.S. Congress? Yes. I think it's the new 2nd Congressional District. And uh, we endorsed him because we think he's a, he, you know, he, he did great, um, obviously, with his past voting record at the state level. So um, 
you know, even at one point, I think he got kicked off of a committee because of his stance on, you know, not raising taxes. So he, he's a great candidate. We endorsed him. And then also uh, the family leader went out and they mostly obviously focus on electing pro-life candidates, which I love. Um, that's one of my biggest issues personally as a voter is pro-life issues. And so those those people included Helena Hayes. Um, that was actually kind of a last minute endorsement. They weren't, I don't think, going to endorse her uh, right away. And uh, I think they just took a step out by face the last, I think, three weeks of the election. They door knocked a few thousand doors for her. Uh, and I definitely think that helped sway the election talking to because I personally went out to Sigourney, knocked the whole town of Sigourney up. Uh, some other rural areas, and uh, that was definitely pro-life issues, and school choice were definitely driving that election right there with Helena Hayes. And then you also had uh, Luanda Stoltenberg, Dean Fisher, Zach Deacon, Skylar Willis, Eva Bradley. Obviously, Deacon, Willer, and Bradley were all endorsed by both the family leader and AFP. Um, and then I guess one thing that we should uh, point out is that these incumbents, who a lot of these people went against, like Kalena Hayes, um, Steve Bradley, uh, who, the incumbents that they were going against were very influential. They were on the Ways and Means Committees. They were on the Education Committees. You had two assistant majority leaders that all lost the seats last night. Um, that, that's it. You know, last night, the election, a message was sent to Republicans who continually stand against what our party represents, what we have in our own party platform. We had many House Republicans who were standing against that, and we took out the most vocal proponents of that. Um, so I think that delivered a message that either you're really a Republican and you're going to represent what Republicans believe in and protect children, or because that's really what it came down to was protecting children, whether it was education or life. It was protecting children. Um, so either you stand with us on that or, or you don't stand with us on that and you won't have a political office for much longer. And then, of course, there were some, a few other notable races to highlight. Um, obviously, you had Jeff Shipley, who battled against a moderate Republican, Joe Mitchell. Um, a lot of that, too, came down to, you know, Joe Mitchell was pro-LGBTQ issues, um, wouldn't stand up against, against the transgender civil rights code. We need to get that removed from the civil rights code the gender identity and uh, Joe Mitchell was not for that. And I think Shipley won. I wish I could have done more, but I guess uh, for him personally to help him out, but he did, he did great um, without any help from me. So I love that. Uh, then you also had uh, Heather Hoare and I helped her out a little bit in her race. That's uh, Washington County, obviously running against Jared Levine, who's a, I would call him a far left Democrat, very two faced personally, but um, you know, yeah, he went around, he ran in the Republican party. He's really a Democrat. He was registered a Democrat. I think he registered at some point uh, a no party. Um, just very two-faced like that, honestly. He told Democrats to come vote in all – he told Democrats to come vote in all Republican primary. Um, well, he ended up losing anyways. Uh, funny story. I actually talked to a few Democrats who said that they were going to vote in a party primary, and they were actually going to vote for Heather Hoare anyways. And I was like, okay, well, he got his wish, but it didn't turn out very well for him. Um, but – and then uh, – I guess those are the main ones to highlight is Jeff Shipley won, Helena Hayes obviously won, Rosine won. Those weren't candidates endorsed by AFP or the family leader, with the exception of Helena, was last-minute endorsed. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we won every single election. Family leader won every single election. AFP won every single election. I think the governor, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe she, every single one of her candidates won every election last night. 
Um, it, it was hands down unanimous what Iowans want. Well, uh, uh, not just here in Southeast Iowa, but very prevalently here in Southeast Iowa, there were candidates that would say, this is wrong. You know what I mean? This is this is just different. There's a difference between right and wrong, and this is wrong, and I don't stand with wrong. And then there was other candidates who had this nuanced position. You know, they could explain away why we were, you know, in the tough straits with federal regulations or whatever, you know. But that nuanced position didn't work in any of the elections, did it? No, it didn't. You know, a lot of candidates just tried that. You know, you had like Joe Levine, um, obviously not really saying what he stood for on anything. You had a lot of candidates like um, Mr. Height, who basically just kind of gave you a runaround. I mean, you can talk to the guy for 30 seconds, but, you know, for 30 minutes, and you're still not really going to get a strong answer about what he's going to do to address any issues. Um, yeah, those candidates that didn't take stances to do what was right, they, they, did, they did not make it through this uh, primary. Well, uh, the governor nom- uh, went for three or six uh, nominated si- or endorsed six candidates. Three of them were running against uh, incumbent Republicans. And uh, from what I can see, she uh, swept all six of those too, didn't she? I think you're right. I'm not completely sure who all she endorsed. Um off the top of my head. I know who we endorsed personally and who uh, the family leader endorsed, but I'm not sure who all the governor endorsed. Well, I know Heather Hora was one of them. Was she? Okay, and I know uh, Helena Hayes was definitely one, too. Uh, yeah, she uh, seemed to send out a robocall. She, she uh, uh, seemed to direct some literature on behalf of Helena Hayes. Helena Hayes didn't even spend $5,000. Did you know that? I did not know that. Uh, I'm assuming between the family leader, though, and... Uh, you know, maybe uh, the governor probably a little bit more than that was spent, but well, that on is her behalf. Amazing. But I'm just saying that was her. Her that's uh, all she raised. You know, that's, that's I mean, amazing. But she worked. I mean, she spent it all on gas. I think because she was everywhere all the time. Uh, well, uh, so what's the takeaway from this election? Well, I think it's uh, you stand up for what's right. I think that's really what it comes down to. Um, and if you don't stand up for what's right, I, I just uh, Iowan voters aren't going to stand with you. Yeah, and I think you 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 need to stand with the kids instead of the teachers union because those candidates that got teachers union money they didn't fare so well, did they? No, I I, I haven't checked out all of them that received teachers union money, but I can uh, imagine how that turned out. But uh, well, we've been talking to uh, Jonathan Bartholomew who. Uh, you know, as a, a political operative in the area, I guess to, to use that term, but he works for different campaigns and, and the guy door knocks and he talks to more people than anyone else I know. And he's out there where the rubber meets the road and uh, appreciate you being on the phone. Just uh, one more time, you know, talk, talk to us about some of these issues, this inflation, this gas, the, the input costs for farming. Did you hear that kind of stuff out there? You know, I heard, um, I didn't hear much about farming. That really wasn't an issue leading people to the polls. Inflation certainly was. Obviously, um, people don't like Joe Biden. That's pretty, I, you know, I don't even think Democrats like Joe Biden. So you're kind of sitting there with a candidate that no one really likes. Um, we just ended up with somehow. And uh, inflation definitely, I think, drove. But really, the, the biggest issues were, number one, school choice, and then uh life in some cases too in some of the districts and well let me say this too just to set set the record straight 
Well, a lot of these candidates that were for school choice beat the incumbents had very small rural school districts. Okay, so it wasn't like big cities where the, you know, weren't really worried about maybe perhaps getting hurt with ESAs. Now, you know, my mom's a teacher. I don't think, you know, ESAs are going to hurt the public school system. It's just going to give parents more options. Um, a lot of state have ESAs. So this isn't something revolutionary. It's just something that it's common sense. And um, even in these rural school districts where that argument was made the most by these representatives that, oh, well, I'm just trying to protect my tiny school district, you know, the voters didn't believe it. And, uh, you know, they, they stood up for what they really believed and they came out and voted. Well, uh, whether it's the Republican Party or the Democratic Party, unless they can stand strong together, unless they can move their agenda and find, if you've got a bill that, that already passes the Senate and the governor is willing to sign, you know, and if, if it can make things better, I don't understand why there were so many members of the House that were uh, obstructing this. But uh, now there's a lot less members of the House obstructing it, isn't there? Yeah, yep, you, that's exactly right. I am saying that with a smile on my face. That is exactly right. Well, you mentioned Joe Biden as you're talking to people. You know, uh, I saw a poll today, uh, ABC poll, where he's at 37%. 82% of the people feel like the country's in the wrong direction and are worried about the inflation. Uh, so so what are what are people saying about Joe Biden? And uh, you can break it down, Republicans, independents, Democrats. Where, where are people at uh, at you talk to on the street with him? Wow. Well, I don't think it's very kind. I don't think I want to uh, repeat what I hear um, on your podcast. It's not quite appropriate. Um, from both Democrats, Republicans, Independents, he's just not popular. Um, at least not here in Iowa. Do you think, is That's, it specific policies? Is it his energy policy in particular that that uh, that, that uh, caused the fuel and the inflation? Is that... Oh, is that sure. Yeah, yeah, okay. So... Fuel is definitely gas prices. Um, well, I don't even know how much we're at. Well, definitely over four dollars a gallon, at least in my area. Well, we're creeping up on uh, on five dollars a gallon. I think it's four eighty five or four eighty nine national average today. Oh wow! Yeah, we, you know we were inter- energy independent at what time? At uh, one time, yeah, just a couple years ago. Yeah, and it's amazing. You know, gas was like what one one dollar. It wasn't even that long ago. I think it was like a one twenty or something. Yeah, well, yeah maybe I'm wrong on that, but. Remember on election day it was a dollar fifty nine. Dollar fifty nine. Okay, that's pretty low. Yeah, um, I, people just yeah, like I said, I, I can say it over and over, but people just uh, they don't like Biden. They don't like his policies of closing down um, gas pipes and not letting us do uh, offshore drilling, and uh, it's, it's just not popular. It's hurting Iowans, and uh, you know we have a crisis on so many different levels, just like the baby shortage, formula shortage. You know, they didn't even know that was going on in, in his administration. He didn't know until, until it was basically happening. That's because of so many crises right now in the Biden administration. They don't even understand what's going on. Um, and so hopefully we can elect good um, federal House members, uh, Senate and House members, and to try to combat that, that agenda. And um, I don't know if you saw, but... Governor Ron DeSantis is uh, obviously, you know my background. I worked for the Trump campaign, but um, I don't necessarily think I'll be supporting him this next year for several reasons. But um, on two years from now, if he decides to run, 
but you've got, uh, amazingly, in all of these last polls that were taken, Wisconsin, I think Florida, you had Governor Ron DeSantis beating Trump. And, of course, these are the most conservative members coming out to vote in, the, in these polls um, at the uh, primaries or whatnot, where they're setting the platform agenda for the next year of what the, each state party, Republican Party, believes. And Governor DeSantis was sweeping the floor against Trump. So I think that's um, inspirational with everything that DeSantis is doing, everything he stood for, standing standing for freedom against mandates. Um, and that's definitely also something that Iowans believe in. So I, I think if DeSantis decide to run, um, he would have a lot of support here in Iowa. Um, just because they like they like that he has a backbone, and that's what we've really been lacking here, even in the state of Iowa. We have a great governor, um, and she has a backbone, and she was and she was screaming this year, just basically send me some conservative legislation and I'll sign it. And the Senate, you know, I talked to several Senate members, and they they wanted to support different pieces of legislation, um, but you know, the House just kept on killing everything from medical freedom, life issues. I mean, we have to wait what till now twenty twenty five before we can even vote on a life amendment. Um, that's pretty sad. I mean, when we have a Republican trifecta. Yeah, so. it, 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 was, it wasn't right that the legislature had that big of a majority in both the House and the Senate, and they still weren't able to put simple legislation through the, through the finish line and get yeah, it to the I governor's think, desk. I think the, the best legislation that I personally saw was switching the deadlines for schools on when you have to enroll. To where the, I don't think there is a deadline anymore. Okay. Well, Jonathan, it's been a, a very interesting talking to you. Thanks for your uh, outlook and uh, perception of the election and uh, the voice of the people. You're relaying the voice of the people that what you're hearing. It's uh, been very interesting. It was an excellent election. But I guess I do have one more question. Now, this was just winning the Republican primary. Do you see any challengers to these new candidates that won uh, in the general election? Or are these these candidates looking pretty solid, or or are we going to be able to raise the resources to to help these uh, candidates get through the general election? You know, I think these candidates are looking very solid. A lot of them come from traditionally already Republican areas. Um, you know, the state of Iowa is really a Republican state now. They like Republican policies of freedom, lower taxes, more opportunity. And so it's, it's really just a matter of what does the Republican Party believe? How are we actually going to vote? And so some members, like you said, were obstructing that, obstructing that. And um, that is not the case anymore. And they came from very, lots of times, very solid red areas. You know, you're talking Keokuk County. Um, you're talking around Anamosa, Iowa. You're ta- I mean, these are, these are conservative areas. And we had candidates who weren't voting conservatively. And that, that won't be the case anymore. Yeah, that does seem that does seem to be a course correction that uh, that was this, uh, pretty solidly apparent last night. Well, Jonathan, it was it was really uh, interesting talking to you. You have a, a, a unique perspective, and uh, thanks for covering the elections for us. Yes, it's always a pleasure. Hey, thank you. Well, this is Round Guy Radio with news you can use. It won't give you the blues. Thanks for listening.